0: All right, Cornerstone, happy second Sunday of Lent. And the question that I want to start the message with is, what is light? What is light? Because of our scripture text this morning, um, I did something I've never done before. I actually researched the question, what is light? Now, I have to say this, don't mock me, all of you science nerds. I'm not a science guy, all right? I love the human condition and the mystery and all that kind of stuff. So I tended to avoid science courses. And so I never took a real physics course. Um, In college, when I figured out that I had to take two science courses to graduate, I found out that I could take geology, which isn't really science, right? We went on a bunch of field trips to find fossils. And then I found a physics course that was called the history of physics. It was a physics physics course where you didn't have to take do any physics at all, and so check, and so I got through college without taking any really significant science courses. But I did something very physics-like, science-like. For those of you who live in this world, I researched this week the question: What is light? What is light? Um, Messing around on Google for you know, as you do, we do those kind of those bunny trails. I figured out that light is a whole lot of things. It's a form of electromagnetic radiation. It contains photons, which are minute packets of energy. Without the light of the sun, life as we know it on Earth would not be possible. So light, it turns out, is very complex, and it's essential. And then I read this in the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's a little bit long quote, but you'll get the idea. Um, Encyclopedia Britannica says, no single answer to the question what is light satisfies the many contexts in which light is experienced, explored, and exploited. The physicist is interested in the physical properties of light. The artist in an aesthetic appreciation of the visual world. Through the sense of sight, light is a primary tool for perceiving the world and communicating within it. Light from the sun warms the earth, drives global weather patterns, and initiates the life-sustaining process of photosynthesis. On the grandest scale, light's interactions with matter have helped shape the structure of the universe. Indeed, light provides a window on the universe from cosmological to atomic scales. Almost all the information about the rest of the universe reaches Earth in the form of electromagnetic radiation. By interpreting that radiation, astronomers can glimpse the earliest epochs of the universe, measure the general expansion of the universe, and determine the chemical composition of stars and the interstellar medium. That's cosmically. Just as the infinite... Just as the invention of the telescope dramatically broadened exploration of the universe, so too the invention of the microscope opened the intricate world of the cell. The analysis of the frequencies of light emitted and absorbed by atoms was a principal impetus for the development of quantum mechanics. Atomic and molecular spectroscopies um, continue to be primary tools for probing the structure of matter, providing the ultra-sensitive tests of atomic and molecular models, and contributing to the studies of fundamental photochemical reactions. All right, it turns out that light is a fundamental component of the universe. And it's almost like Google knew who was Googling that question, because the very next ready-made question for me, after reading the Encyclopedia Britannica article was, What is light in simple words? And then one step further, the very next question is, what is light for kids? So evidently, you science nerds don't have to mock me because Google has already done that. Along the way, I discovered light is energy. Light is essential for life. Light is essential, obviously, for sight. And as essential for sight, light is the only way that we can see color, which means that light is essential to our appreciation. Of beauty, Then I opened my Bible. And the scientific worldview and the Christian worldview came together and embraced as we learned that both physics and Jesus say that light is essential for life. You know it Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, And the darkness was over the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. To everything we learn about the physics of light, the light energy that is essential for life, we find that it originates with God, the creator of the universe. When God said, let there be light, he created the possibility for all of us and all that we know then i came to first john chapter 1 verse 5 this is the message we've heard from him heard from jesus this is a message we have heard from jesus and proclaimed to you that god is light and in him is no darkness at all and then the contrast to genesis chapter 1 the old testament the in the beginning verse of the new testament is john Chapter 1, verse 1, where John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so by a roundabout way, I came to our scripture text for this morning. Throughout Lent this year at Cornerstone, we are exploring the I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. And the purpose is to prepare our hearts, but not just our hearts, but also prepare our community, prepare our families, our friends, to prepare us all to enter into Holy Week, when we will celebrate the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection on Easter Sunday. And so this second Sunday of Lent, we're looking at John 8, verse 12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What we learn about light in the universe embraces what we learn about light in the Christian worldview. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Okay, let me give you some context for when Jesus said this. He was, we are actually breaking into one of the most antagonistic hateful, spiteful interactions ever recorded between Jesus and the religious leaders of his day. Right in the middle of this interaction, Jesus is saying, I am light. He was at the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is a feast where the Israelites celebrate that God led them out of slavery in Egypt through the wilderness with a pillar of fire, a pillar of light. God led the Israelites to the promised land. And it was at this feast that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So, what would happen on the Feast of Tabernacles is that, um, that they would set up four candelabra, which really were massive bonfires, in the temple of the court, uh, in the court of the temple. And they would light these bonfires, four of them, they would light them each night. And they say that the light of the bonfires from the temple would light the whole city of Jerusalem. And in this context, Jesus shows up and says, I am the light of the world. In the context of the Israelites celebrating that God led them by the pillar of light, Jesus said, follow me and you will not walk in darkness. When Jesus said he was the light of the world, the, his, his informed um, listeners all knew that light was something that God was. So it was perfectly clear to them when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, that he was claiming to be God in the process of this interaction. They called him demon-possessed. They called him a lunatic. Um, they, they, called him, they called him a bastard. They, they just unloaded everything. Because when the people were listening to Jesus at the Feast of Tabernacles, this is only six months before he's going to die on the cross. When the people were listening to Jesus, they started asking, might this be the Messiah? They said, no one's ever spoken like this man has spoken. Might it be the Messiah? which panicked the religious leaders and they reacted. By the time they were done, they actually took up stones to put him to death because he had to be eliminated by any means possible. You can read this whole interaction in John chapter seven and eight. It's a, a long read, but it's you, you'll watch that the, the hatred really, the bullying, the, the spike that goes back and forth. If you wanna listen to it, I actually preached on the passage last August and you can go to our archives if you want to hear another message on it. So, this spectacular ceremony called the illumination of the temple was a dramatic time that all of the people were gathered. And Jesus had been teaching in the temple courts. And this is when he says, I am the light of the world. The essential question before us today, when we hear this I am statement of Jesus, the essential question for us today is will we accept anew Jesus' invitation to walk in the light so that we don't have to walk in the darkness of the world and the things that are going on around us and sometimes within us? Will we follow Jesus as the light of the world this Lent and in this season of our lives? So as I was working on the message this week, I asked Jesus, What do you want us at Cornerstone to hear? What do you want us to take away from this I am this week? And this is what I sensed the Lord say. I sensed him say, I want you and Cornerstone to know me in fresh new ways. I want to be known by you, not just intellectually in your heads. I want to be known by you personally in your hearts which is why I shared my, uh, uh, my I am statements. I want to be known by you in a way that touches and transforms your entire lives right now, this Lent. That's interesting because I actually just, I was, I was asking and that just started coming and I just wrote that down as fast as I could. Jesus wants to be known by us, not intellectually in our heads only, but deeply and personally in our hearts. So for the rest of this message, I've created space for us to come before Jesus to interact with him. And so there are two questions that I want us to ask today, and I hope that you will ask throughout this second week of Lent. Um, And I'm going to give you a few minutes for each question, just to be still and to hear what Jesus might impress on you, what what he might whisper to you, to just be in his presence so that you know Jesus personally in your heart. The most important part of the message is coming up next because you've been listening to my voice, but I really want you this morning in this space to listen to the voice of Jesus. The most important thing we do during Lent is usually, or maybe it's often not denying ourselves something, it is renewing our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who loves us and deeply wants to know us and be known by us. So the first question to connect with Jesus as the light of the world, John eight twelve, is Jesus as the light of the world, what do you want me to see today? Jesus as the light of the world, what do you want me to see today? Today, so here's what I'd like you to do: take out your phones, and um, and wave them at me so I know you've got them in your hands. Okay. Now open up an email to yourself. I'm watching to see if you're doing it. Actually, really, open an email to yourself, and in the subject line, write the question: Jesus as the light of the world. What do you want me? To see today. I actually. asked Jesus that question. Every day this week. And I was fascinated. That he showed me. Different things he wanted me. To see each day. So um, so the first. I actually thought the first day. That he would give me something heavy and hard. That I had to see. But what he actually. Invited me to see. The first day surprised me. I sensed him say, Bill, I just want you to notice the qualities of light around you today. And I actually did that each day this week. So Monday and Tuesday, with a bright blue sky, I walked along the Malden River and just watched the rippling light as the river was going by. And then um, then on Wednesday for the snowstorm, I actually went for a walk in the snowstorm. I can't remember the last time I went for a walk in the snowstorm, but I wanted to see what's the light like as the snow is falling. And then on Thursday morning, it was hazy and, and foggy, and there were different kind of hues. Um, this morning, the bright, bright sunlight and clear sky. So throughout this week, I, I told Marla, I said, the colors are really so magnificently beautiful when we pay attention to them. And then um, then other days of this week, one day God guided me, or Jesus guided me to see, and this was interesting to see that I, in a, in a new way, that I could trust him with the tough things that were going on in my life, tough things going on in the church in general, at cornerstone and in the culture. And I sense Jesus say, Bill, I want you to see that you can trust me. I am trustworthy. Return to calm trust. Then another day, I sensed the Lord saying, Bill, I want you to see a new and renewed vision for your life, for your marriage, and for your church, for Cornerstone. And so throughout that day, I just tried to say, Lord, what are you trying to, to have us become? Marla and I in our marriage and myself internally, and what do, you, what do you want Cornerstone to become? And then there was one day this week where, where the Lord really guided me to see pain in Ukraine and other places that are war-torn around the globe. And I sensed the Lord say, I want you to see that, but I don't want you to get anxious about it. I want you to bring it to me in prayer. So, as the light of the world... What do you sense that Jesus wants you to see right now, this morning? What do you sense maybe that Jesus wants you to see throughout the rest of this day, through this next week, through Lent, or through this season in your life? So I'm going to give you two minutes to just pause and reflect on that question. I'll keep track of time so you don't have to. And when you come back, I'm going to give you like another 30 seconds to write, jot down your impressions in that email to yourself so you can send it to yourself to remember it later. All right? You might want to start by just closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, and coming into the presence of Jesus. Ask Jesus now, Jesus as the light of the world, what do you want me to see today? And now, in the next um, 30 seconds or so, just jot down words or phrases that you were impre- that were impressed on you by the Lord during this time. And when you're ready, just hit send so you have it later in this week to remember. And maybe it'll remind you to ask whatever day you see it later this week, Jesus, as the light of the world, what do you want me to see on this day as well? The next time you open up Instagram, if you open it up, if you're on Instagram and you open it up today, you'll see that screen of that and it will be a questionnaire. And if you want to share what you sense the Lord wanting you to see today, then share it on Instagram through the week. We'll just post various responses as we receive them, and they'll be posted anonymously. That's the first question. Jesus, as the light of the world, what do you want me to see? Second question is this. Jesus, as the light of the world, how do you want me to be the light of the world today? Because it's interesting, John eight twelve is not the only place where Jesus uses that phrase, light of the world. The exact same Greek words he uses in Matthew chapter 5, where he says this, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So the first question is transformational. What does God want us to see? The second question is missional. How does God want us to be the light of the world to help others find their way, to push back the darkness, to reveal beauty. So the second question is, Jesus, as the light of the world, how do you want me to be the light of the world? How do you want me to live out your goodness and your truth and your servant heart? How do you want me to live that out in my workplace, in my classroom, in my dorm, in my neighborhood? Jesus, how do you want me to be the light of the world? this Lent. So the message translation, listen to how the message paraphrases um, Matthew 5. The message says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, You don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. So the second question, and you can take out your phones again and do a second email to yourself. Wave them to me so I know you've got them. All right? Open a second email to yourself. And this time in the subject line write, Jesus as the light of the world, how do you want me to be the light of the world today or this week or this season or this Lent? And I'll give you again two minutes to listen and hear. Try to hear what Jesus would say to you about how he wants you uniquely to be the light of the world. I'll give you two minutes and I'll call you back. And I'll jot down any impressions, anything you sensed from the Lord in your email to yourself and hit send. In just this moment as I was trying to listen. I was actually a little again, I, I if you get surprised by stuff you hear when you're you're trying to be with Jesus, lots of times that means it might be Jesus actually speaking. And what I sensed the Lord just say to me just now is He wants me to be the light of the world by Seeing in people what Jesus sees in people. And I said, well, what do you mean about that? And I sent him say, look closely into who people are so that you see in them what I see in them. Once again, um, on Instagram, you'll be able to answer this question as well. And it will also be in the e-news tomorrow morning um, so that you can answer these questions. It only stays live for 24 hours after we post it in the e-news. But if you'd like to encourage others, we'll share some of those responses through the week. Jesus as the light of the world. How do you want me to be the light of the world this day or this week? So a concluding or kind of ending encouragement. Many of you know that, um, that I had cataract surgery over the last five weeks on both eyes. so that's why you don't see me with glasses anymore. I have not seen my face without glasses. Um, since I was like six years old, all right? And um, I didn't know it until I went to my optometrist, and I said, hey, I'm not seeing very well. And she did all her stuff, and she said, I can't help you. And I said, well, why not? And she said, you have to go to, go to an ophthalmologist because you have cataracts. I didn't know that my eyesight was incrementally, almost really imperceptibly, my eyesight was growing old and yellowed with cataracts. I had no clue until I had surgery. And I had this eye done first. And so I would cover up this eye, and I was amazed at the color and the light when my eyesight wasn't yellow. And now that I've had both of them done, one of the reasons why I enjoyed all the hues of color and light this last week is because I can see better than I've been able to see maybe ever in my life but at least since when I got glasses at six years old. So last week, I I said to Marla, I was looking out the backyard, and there was an utterly, utterly gorgeous blue jay. And the sun was shining. It was on the ground. And the sun was shining off its blue feathers and, and sparkling with the black feathers right by it. And I said, Marla, this is the most beautiful blue jay I've ever seen in my life. And then it hit me. No, that's what blue jays look like. I just didn't see them clearly because my eyesight was old and yellow. Has your spiritual eyesight perhaps become old and yellow over these last few years, perhaps? Is it time for you to be willing to have your own cataract surgery for your soul so that you can see Jesus, the light of the world, in fresh, And more beautiful, beautiful ways. If that's what you do during this Lent, this will be a glorious Easter for you if you will start to see Jesus with fresh new eyes. John chapter 1, verse 5, I read to you earlier, verses 4 and 5, say, In Jesus was life, and the life was the light, of men, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We all know our world is kind of dark right now. We thought we would get through COVID, and then it came back. And then we thought we are going to get through COVID again, and we're watching the war in Ukraine. As we follow Jesus, the light of the world, we don't have to walk in the darkness of the world. We can walk in the light and then we can reflect the light of Jesus like the moon reflects the sun so that we can help others to find their way and walk in the light. And here's what's glorious. The darkness cannot overcome the light. The darkness cannot overcome the light. Interesting thing about light, darkness cannot extinguish light. The only way for light to be extinguished is for the source of light to go dim or to be turned off. Light extinguishes darkness. Jesus as our source of light can never, ever, ever be extinguished. The darkness will never overcome Jesus' As the light of light. So when you're discouraged. When you are are being overcome with hopelessness. Or anxiety. Or stress. When you are suffering and it feels like the world is blowing up around you. As a follower of Jesus Christ. You can choose. He says, follow me and you will not walk in darkness. We can choose to walk In the light, knowing that the darkness will never extinguish the light. Jesus defeated the boast of sin and the grave. So, brothers and sisters, can we resolve this Sunday of Lent that we will do whatever cataract soul surgery we need to so that we will respond to Jesus and walk in the light and be the light. Let's pray together. Jesus, what do you want us to see right now? Because why would you give us light except to see more clearly? We praise you that you are the light of life. And we can follow you in that light. In a darkening world, We don't know what's going on in our world. There are all kinds of things that are disorienting in so many places. In our world and in our culture. In our lives and in our souls. Lord Jesus, we want to walk in the light of life. And Lord Jesus, we don't want to stop there. Help us this week to reflect you, to reflect your goodness and your grace, to reflect your truth. Help us to shine like stars in the universe in this generation so that we are part of overcoming the darkness, so that we restore beauty that you've created in this world. Let us Walk in the light and see what you want us to see. Let us be the light that you want us to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.